0: Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of God's Little Hummingbird, the podcast where we are reading through the Bible from the beginning to the end, using the original languages as a guide. Now, today we are in Leviticus chapter 21, and we are reading from the New King James Version Bible. And I do pray, God, please, please, please open our eyes, ears, and heart to your truth. Chapter 21, verse 1. And Yahweh said to Moses, Speak to the priests, the sons of Aaron, and say to them, None shall defile himself for the dead among his people, except for his relatives who are nearest to him, his mother, his father, his son, his daughter, and his brother. Now this is to the priest, okay? Also his virgin sister who is near to him, who has had no husband, for her he may defile himself. Otherwise, he shall not defile himself, being a chief man or um, a master or a husband among his people. He's kind of like the leader of the people, the priests are, to profane himself. They shall not make any bald places on their heads, nor shall they shave the edges of their beards, nor make any cuttings in their flesh. And we've already talked earlier about not disfiguring the edges of your beards. Here is specifically talking to the sons of Aaron. Um, my family actually were blood Levites. We were Kohen. Um, that was our name through my mother's mother's <laughs> family. They were um, canals is what it got changed to when they came over from... Europe, but it had been, um, they were, because they were Kohen of God, and so they took the K and the N to make kol, the kn <laughs> and then they put the L on the um, and then they put the L on because it's God, so the priests of God, and then they actually ended up dwelling among the Mennonites to hide their identity as Jews, but that's kind of interesting, so not to care about my family history, but <laughs> anyway, I thought it was just kind of interesting. Okay, so here's to the priests. They are not to make any bald place on their heads, nor shave the edges of their beards, nor make any cuttings in their flesh. They're not to disfigure that beard, just to have a beard. They shall be holy to their God and not profane the name of their God, for they offer the offerings of Yahweh made by fire and the bread of their Elohim. Therefore, they shall be holy. So they really are set apart for this service to God, even more so than the people they shall not take a wife who is a harlot or a defiled woman nor shall they take a woman divorced from her husband for the priest is holy to god now we weren't supposed to do a lot of those things anyway unless of course um, there are certain situations where we were told divorce was okay for sexual morality but they have to, they have these even a higher calling <laughs> the levites did do They shall not take away, okay, so verse eight, therefore you shall consecrate him for he offers the bread of your God. He shall be holy to you for I, Yahweh, who sanctify you am holy. Isn't that awesome? He's sanctifying us. He's making us holy for him. He's setting us apart for his work. The daughter of any priest, if she profanes herself by playing the harlot, she profanes her father, she shall be burned with fire. You know, I think if these laws were enacted anymore, and they will be again when Yeshua returns, people would fear, and there wouldn't be sleeping around outside of marriage. There wouldn't be the sexual morality running so rampant that runs in America right now and all the world. It's gross, huh? Verse 10. He who is the high priest among his brethren, on whose head the anointing oil was poured, and who is consecrated to wear the garments, shall not uncover his head nor tear his clothes. So do you remember when Native and Abihu were struck dead, And Moses warned Aaron very firmly. And Eleazar and his other son, he said, you do not mourn like the traditional people are mourning. You don't take off these garments. You don't defile them. And it's because there's such a weight on them and they have to be holy for God to to be in his presence. And they have to show that sacred, um, what's the word God's putting in my heart right now? It's the reverence for him. They have to really be the, Clear image of he comes first before family, before anything. So, nor shall they go, nor shall he go near any dead body, nor defile himself for his father or his mother, nor shall he go out of the sanctuary, nor profane the sanctuary of his God, for the consecration of the anointing oil of his Elohim is upon him. I am Yahweh. And he shall take a wife in her virginity. So, he has to take a very pure wife. They have to be pure. A wife. Again, we talked about all things are lawful for me, not all things are beneficial from previous chapters. For the priest, he is to have one wife, and she is to be a virgin. A widow, or a divorced woman, or a defiled woman, or a harlot, these he shall not marry, but he shall take a virgin of his own people as wife. Interesting, if a, if a, um, if a man dies, and that woman is then free to remarry, he's still not supposed to take that woman. Nor shall he profane his posterity among his people, for I, Yahweh, sanctify him. Nor shall he profane his... um, I'm sorry, I keep looking up and then losing my place. Sorry, verse 15. Nor shall he profane his posterity among his people, for I, Yahweh, sanctify him. And Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron, saying, No man of your descendants in succeeding generations who has any defect may approach to offer the bread of his Elohim. For any man who has a defect shall not approach. A man blind or lame, who has a marred face or any limb too long... A man who has a broken foot or broken hand, or is a hunchback or a dwarf, or a man who has a defect in his eye, or eczema, or scab, or is a eunuch. No man of the descendants of Aaron the priest who has a defect shall come near to offer the offerings made by fire to Yahweh. He has a defect. He shall not come near to offer the bread of his Elohim. He may eat the bread of his Elohim, both the most holy and the holy, only he shall not go near the veil to approach the altar, because he has a defect lest he profane my sanctuaries, for I, Yahweh, sanctify him. And Moses told it to Aaron and his sons and to all the children of Israel. And now, while this may seem unfair, remember it's not. is still holy. This has nothing to do with his eternal lot. This is just on earth. And often children are a symbol of their parents. Sometimes perhaps this person's father was blind spiritually. And as a sign, God was showing that father in his innocence, look, you're blind, or (laughs) you're not walking equally in judgment. Your right leg is longer. That means mercy, or you're too merciful to people, or you're too judgmental, or you're forgetting mercy. What we have to remember is God speaks through these things to teach us so that we can inherit eternal life. And it's not that he was viewing these people less. It's just there was something he had to teach him. Perhaps it was the own person's heart that was going to, and, and God knows everything, so he knows what's going to be in that person's heart. And so we have to remember to turn to the Father. Rather than saying this is unfair, we need to say, well, what are you trying to teach us? Because ultimately, everybody has, they all had the same chance for eternal salvation and for that eternal reward. They had to understand that this life is a bigger lesson and it's about getting us to the next life. This is our our, um, training ground, so to speak, to get us prepared how to be God's people. And so if someone is born blind, there's a reason and God allowed it. And like he said, he sanctifies them. So that means he allowed this. He didn't call that person. (laughs) He didn't allow that person for some reason, whether it be within their own heart or their parent's heart as a sign to that parent. And if you don't think that's biblical, it is. David's son died because of his sin. Jeroboam's son died. Um, I can give you countless examples. But in Scripture, God often uses the children to speak to the parent. And what the Lord told me is it is to speak to the heart of that parent in a way that gets their attention because they need to be careful how they act because you can pass on a blessing or a curse to your children, to your posterity, to those around you. Look at the sons of um when uh they took Achan took of the accursed thing. Well some of you know the Bible, some of you don't, so I apologize. This is a this is coming up in future chapters. But Achan took of the accursed things and his family was killed because of it. Because he had reached out his hand to that which he was not to take. Actually we may have already read that. No, I think that's in numbers. Anyway, the point being his family was hurt because of his sin. In Israel we're gonna see where where when he took it, thousands of people died of Israel because of his sin. David um, did a census among the children of Israel, and it angered God. And thousands of people died. And David's like, gosh, it was my sin. Put it on me. But what God says over and over and over, you be careful how you act because you bring blessing or curse on those around you. And when you understand that you are interconnected, it gives you a greater sense of responsibility and an incentive to do good because it's not just for yourself. Some people get stupid in their selfishness. and think, like For example, cigarettes. They think, well, I'm only hurting me. But that's not true. Third-hand smoke has been proven to be more deadly than first-hand smoke. And so if it's on your clothes and it's in the air, and you pass on that demon of addiction to your children, you open them up to that curse. You hurt them. You teach them that those things are okay, which defile the temple and the body of God. And while it doesn't blatantly say, of course, cigarettes are wrong, I think everybody kind of subconsciously knows, duh, (laughs) if it was a good thing from God, it wouldn't cause such bad things. And nobody beats cigarettes. Nobody. You will get emphysema, asthma, some kind of sickness from it. Nobody beats it. Lung cancer. Um... You just don't beat it. It, it rots the teeth. It, it causes you to lose your teeth. It causes heart disease, all sorts of things. It definitely has proven itself to be not of God. If cussing. Let's take cussing, for example. If you are cussing and you are doing that, who? what do you pass on to your children? You're passing on that anger and that bad trait which dishonors God. And so what these rules are to get you to do is to fear God, and to love him with all your heart, mind, soul, soul, and how to love your neighbor. Love your neighbor so you don't bring judgment upon them. And so, therefore, when we look at these laws and it says, look, a hunchback or a dwarf or somebody born this way who has a defect, whether born, I guess, or if it happened later in an injury, we can't blame God for being unfair. What we have to do is say, Father God, what are you trying to teach us? What is the lesson and how can we overcome this? How can we Learn from what you're teaching us so that we can become the person you need us and have created us to be. Hope that makes sense. May you all have a blessed day.